Let me start with a quick question. How low do you let your gas tank typically go before you refill? How many of you would say you fill up when your tank is maybe half empty? How about three quarters empty? And how many of you wait until you get about five miles past empty? There's another question. Have you ever run out of gas? Not much fun, is it? You know, there are reasons that we run out of gas. In fact, let me give you four reasons that we tend to run out of gas. And you might want to write these down because they all have parallels in our lives beyond our vehicles. And if you have an electric vehicle, the same principles apply. First, you run out of gas because you don't start the day with a full tank. You ever gotten home at the end of the day and realized that as you pulled into the garage, your tank was really quite low, but you just didn't want to go back out and fill up? And so when you started the next day, in a hurry, of course, you're running on fumes. <laughs> I've done that more than a few times, and I'll bet you have too. We do the same thing in life, don't we? We fail to resolve an argument before we go to bed, and so we wake up a still fractured relationship in our lives. Or, or we can't shut down our minds at night, and so we sleep poorly and get up the next morning every bit as exhausted as when we went to bed. Or we rush out of the house without feeding our bodies what they need, and we just kind of drag on until noon. Or we don't take time to fill our hearts and minds spiritually through scriptural reading or prayer or meditation. We, we just run out the door, running on fumes, which so often leads to running out of gas. <laughs> Second, we run out of gas because we're driving too fast. Did you know that driving 55 instead of 70 will decrease your fuel consumption by a whopping 30%? Don't talk about fuel savings. The faster you drive, the faster you run out of gas. And the same thing, quite frankly, is true in life. Constant hurry through life depletes our emotions, our spirit, our energy, our relationships, and our bodies. It even has a name. It's called hurry sickness, for real. It's characterized by continual rushing and anxiousness and an overwhelming and continual sense of urgency. And over time, it has damaging consequences for both our mental and physical oh, and even our spiritual health. All of which raises the question, what's the speed of your life right now? Third, we run out of gas because we're overloaded, like this guy. Even if this guy could get all four wheels on the ground again, I'm guessing he'd get, what, about two miles to the gallon? We get terrible gas mileage when we're carrying too heavy a load. That'll drain your gas tank in a hurry. And the truth is, many of our calendars and many of our to-do lists look a lot like that guy's truck. We fail to build any margin into our lives. And sometimes that happens because we're, well, we're afraid to be too busy or not busy enough, depending on who you are also happens when we fail to have healthy boundaries, which we'll talk about next week, or when we don't invest our time according to our values. That's when we wind up taking on things that don't belong on the flatbed 
of your life. Finally, we run out of gas when we're not watching the gauge. I mean, you know how this goes, right? Maybe you're talking to someone on a long road trip or, or listening to a book on tape, or, or maybe you're alone in the car and singing your lungs out to your favorite playlist. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, you happen to catch the gas gauge and notice that the arrow is beyond the red warning zone. You were so distracted that you, well, you simply didn't even notice how empty your tank was becoming. And the very same thing happens in daily life. We get so busy, so distracted, that we're not checking the gauges that tell us that we're running on empty. Gauges like the amount or the quality of your sleep, the amount of exercise you're getting, the quality of your diet, your overall mood, the length or the shortness of your temper. And these are just a few of the, the gauges that indicate our fuel level. And it can warn us when we're running close to empty. All right, some of you are thinking to yourself right now, how do you know so much about what's going on in my life? Have you been spying on me? <laughs> the answer is no, but I've been living the same way. <laughs> so how do we refuel? How do we stay fueled? Well, let's start with these words from Jesus in Matthew chapter 11. Then Jesus said, If you're tired from carrying heavy burdens, come to me and I will give you rest. Take the yoke I give, put it on your shoulders and learn from me. I am gentle and humble and you will find rest. This yoke is easy to bear and this burden is light. I want to draw out three pieces of what I think is profound wisdom from those verses that can help us to stay fueled in life. First, before you get fueled up, I'd suggest you need to get fed up. Rarely do things change in our lives until we decide that we are dissatisfied with how things are. As long as you're willing to live on the edge of empty, stressed out and overextended, chances are not much is going to change. Of course, until your body says, I've had enough, and finally forces you to slow down. That's happened to me on more occasions than I care to admit. I've gone through seasons of running way too fast and even enjoying it sometimes, taking on way more than I should, unwilling to slow down because I, I like the rush of it all. Until my body says, if you won't slow down, I'll force you to slow down. I'd be sick for a week. I sometimes wonder if that isn't what Psalm 23 means when it says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. But we don't need to get to that point. Jesus said, if you're tired from carrying heavy burdens. In other words, if you recognize that you're tired and carrying too much, if you're, if you're willing to make a change, Jesus is extending an invitation. He says, I'm here to help when you're ready to be helped. So, are you ready? Are you fed up? If so, here's the second thing that Jesus says. Come to me and I will give you rest. That's Jesus' open invitation to everyone who is worn out and running on fumes. Come to me and I will give you rest. 
Chris, question is, what does that mean? Obviously, you can't drive over to Jesus's house and hang out. So what does it mean, come to me and I will give you rest? Well, there are probably lots of ways to answer that question, but let me share two from my own spiritual journey and experience. The first is meditation. When I sit still, when I focus on my breath and allow my rushing thoughts to pass like clouds in the sky, I can feel myself begin to unwind from within. And as I do that, I sometimes just imagine myself resting in Jesus' arms. The second way is prayer. Now, prayer and meditation are, are different practices. In meditation, I sit in silence and stillness. In prayer, I share with Jesus what's weighing on me. I, I entrust to Jesus my burdens, my busyness, my, my restlessness. I give it all to Jesus, and I try hard not to take it back. Sometimes I even journal my prayers, which can be helpful for focus. Now, both of those practices, prayer and meditation, come together for me in Psalm 131, which says, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or tasks too overwhelming, but I have learned to feel safe and satisfied like a young child in its mother's arms. People of God, put your trust in the Lord now and forever. Isn't that beautiful? Prayer and meditation are how I come to Jesus. And when I do, I experience a deep sense of peace and rest deep in my soul. Finally, then Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Well, what does that mean? Well, in Jesus' day, a rabbi's teaching was called that rabbi's yoke. Disciples or followers of a rabbi were invited to take up the rabbi's yoke, the rabbi's teaching, and to live under their guidance and be obedient to their teaching. So often when you and I are running too fast and taking too much on, we're bearing the yoke of the world. We're living by the culture's teaching that the busier you are, the more important you are. And the more you accomplish, the more value you have. Well, that's a weight we were never meant to bear. Instead, we're invited to take on Jesus' yoke, which says that we are of infinite value because we're made in the image of God. We don't have to hustle for our worth or our identity because Jesus teaches that we are beloved children of God by grace, not by some to-do list. And that, friends, that is good news indeed. So how about you? Fed up? Sick and tired of being, well, sick and tired? <laughs> then come to Jesus and get refueled in his presence. Take up his yoke and allow grace to guide you instead of allowing the tyranny of the urgent to drive you. It takes practice. Old habits are hard to break. But in time, you'll be able to say, I have learned to feel safe and satisfied like a young child in its mother's arms. Start that practice right now. Close your eyes if you're comfortable doing so and receive a deep breath 
hold it for a moment and let it out. Repeat that. Receive a, a deep breath. Hold it for a moment and let it out. One more time. Receive a deep breath. Feel your belly expand. Hold it. And now release it. And now take a moment to gather up all the things on your to-do list. All the thoughts that are swirling in your mind. All the, all the loose ends that leave you feeling restless and weary. And imagine yourself setting them in a box next to you. You can pick them up later, but for now, let them be. Just breathe. Let your mind become like a clear pool of water. And now with a bit more space in your heart and mind and a bit more clarity, pick back up from that box whatever is yours and leave what isn't yours or what isn't within your control to the Lord. And together all God's people said, Amen.